Welcome to the Weekly High with LSD podcast, the Leslie and Subhu dialogue covering the most happening technology news that affect India. Hey, listen, I want to ask you: Have you have you been to uh, Mahabalipuram in India ever? No, actually, no. Uh, the ruins of Machu Picchu, uh, or the no? no have no, you have I, you been there? No, I, no I was just trying to imagine. You know, uh, the other day uh, when I read the news. i think about 50 years from now silicon valley will look like the ruins of machu picchu and you know uh, you know mahabalipuram I, I, i knew there was a sting in that tale yeah you know because it is it, it's what i mean everything that is happening today you know everything i think is essentially to you know essentially clear out silicon valley okay and make it look like a ruin you know i i think 50 years is too long maybe i mean if if they have it their way it'll probably happen in the next 20 years yeah actually you made a very interesting point just so that the viewers know 48 us states uh, filed uh, two lawsuits against the company the allegation was that the us ftcs uh, uh, had accused facebook of eliminating competition and that's the usual stuff and the same ftc is the same ftc which had approved the deal absolutely and as yeah. even last time when we had this discussion we both agree that ftc is anything but the poster boy of morality because I we mean, remember what yeah. they did with net neutrality exactly exactly i mean that that that's what beats me you know i mean so when the ftc approved the rule did they expect that okay facebook go ahead and acquire whatsapp and you know you must fail because if you if you succeed we going to come after you is that the message that uh, you know that is getting uh, uh, conveyed because yeah but you are actually right you know in a way because this is exactly the objection that even the companies are raising they saying where were you when you sealed the deal why didn't you raise those objections when you sealed the deal so that was exactly what they were talking about and if you look now this time a bipartisan coalition of 38 states and territories have filed an antitrust uh, lawsuit against uh, google uh, the allegation is that google holds a monopoly uh, in general search which again is an you, allegation that has been rejected that's damn insulting to microsoft here yeah? i mean microsoft with bing we be seething say i mean what's happening to us you guys are officially now telling the world that we don't matter And this is actually the third anti-trust uh, suit uh, filed against Google in just a matter of weeks. Yeah, I mean, and, so that's that that's that's what is surprising to me. You know, I mean, you are going after Google, you're going after Facebook, you're going after Amazon, you're going after Apple, and the and the justification that you have is that the consumer is getting affected, but I don't see any consumer groups. coming and joining the litigation i don't yeah, see any class action lawsuits that's a very interesting point that you have made actually because here also this is a 450 page report you're seeing they're calling for the restructuring of these companies dismembering as you said earlier also and this has been a common refrain look they have been trying to do that they try to do that with ibm after yes. 13 years they dropped the lawsuit saying that you know it we don't have anything against they so, try to do that against microsoft right after 11 years it was a little rap on the knuckles and then microsoft said yeah yeah fine but they did nothing they did absolutely and by then you know uh, netscape was anyway finished Correct. what i'm trying to understand is that who is who what is the impetus 
Are there allegations from consumer groups? Because see, US is a litigious country, right? And if, you, if there are indeed consumers who have been affected, by now they would have been sued. They, 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 the consumer groups would have sued each one of the companies. Like look at the tobacco company, look at the pharma companies. They could have sued the consumer have, groups. You have the ACLU and you know, bodies like the ACLU and all. Yeah. Have, so so uh, time and again come up uh, you know, with these allegations and which are very, very similar. Like if you look at the allegations against Apple, it is same about it. I can just summarize this entire thing into monopoly. Okay. And they have quoted Steve Jobs saying that we have always been shameless about stealing great ideas. Now, oh, come now. That is, that is being childish. That is being childish. I mean, I also I'm saw to... one state. Yeah, I saw a statement from Google, uh, from the one of the, this. Uh, about, yeah, they said that, you know, we saw that uh, Facebook had, in an internal memo, had written that let, uh, they are competition. So let us, uh, you know, acquire them so that there is less competition. Every entrepreneur makes that kind of a statement. Exactly. Are you going to are you going to use that as an evidence? And you can't pull these things out of context. Sometimes I think all all of all these things have been said in various fora. So to pull things out of context also may be a little unfair. Like you look at the, so, the allegations against uh, Amazon, it's similar. Uh, same the third party sellers and all. You look against the allegations against uh, Google, same. Allegation, uh, allegations against Facebook, similar. I mean, there is rhetoric, there is jingoism, and there is facts. What appears to me is that a lot of these allegations are essentially anecdotal. They're not evidentiary in nature. And there is a huge mood, you know, big boy, let's kill them, let's kill innovation. They are killing innovation. You know, WhatsApp got acquired for 19 billion. My point is, yeah. why did WhatsApp sell? If there was such a big deal about you know, innovation, why did WhatsApp sell for $19 billion? And by the way, the cash component of $19 billion is only $4 billion. Good. Everything else was stock. Okay? But let's assume for a minute it is $19 billion. If WhatsApp had not gotten the kind of muzzle that Facebook gave it, then would WhatsApp have grown? Entrepreneurs do transactions to grow their company. Now, that seems to be a crime. So if you see, actually, uh, some of the reactions from the tech giants, they've said the same thing. They think basically that we have built these companies. Like when right. Facebook, what you actually said, like Facebook said that, okay, I have enhanced the offering of uh, WhatsApp, of Instagram, because data is the new oil, whichever way right. you look at it today. And today, it's because these companies can make the connection. Yes. There are clearly uh, uh, the security concerns, there are clearly the privacy concerns, and we have to look at it uh, uh, very, very minutely. And I do feel that these pulls and pressures are important. But, you know, sometimes I feel that this whole thing about monopoly, raising it time and again, is like flogging a dead horse. It's not getting us anywhere. It is, it is so, so here is, here is my take. I think that, see, I can understand the spat between Facebook and Apple. Okay, and I can also understand the fact that these guys have, you know, committed errors of judgment, right? You know, uh, for example, in Cambridge Analytica, for example, they were fined $5 billion, right? And to me, that's fair. You make a mistake, you know, wrap them on the knuckles, fine them heavily, right? 
It is like saying that, you know, you are having a cold every time I talk to you, so I'm going to chop off your head. You are not curing the problem. You are actually accentuating the problem. No, clearly there has to be some amount of regulation, but you can't throw the baby with the bathwater. I think yeah. I regulation. Very I don't think anybody that. is anybody yeah. is questioning regulation. Yeah, they're just saying okay, it has to be reasonable. But I think I, uh, again, we can always speak about this uh, topic endlessly. So let's move on to uh, the other topic that we had in mind, and I think you know it's the whole uh, uh, cyber war kind of stuff. I know many people on the internet, uh, there are researchers who sort of find the word cyber war uh, pretty abundant. They said it doesn't even exist because sometimes for the cyber war, you need to do some kind of a physical harm to a person, which, um, you know, I it's not, really, so. yeah, it's not very so. true because ransom, uh, ransomware can actually break your financial uh, spine. Uh, I just read some report from somewhere saying that it is a small companies, 40% of the cyber uh, attacks are on small companies with less than 500 people in the US. Oh, you know? okay. uh, to, me, to me, that's interesting because why would anybody bother to look at a company you know, which has got less than 500 people? The reason is that it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's data. Data is gold dust. Our friends are wondering why are we why have we chosen cyber war as one of the topics? It's basically because of the solar winds case. Yeah. Now the interesting part is that the solar winds um, uh, as a company has uh, all uh, it has the CDC uh, Center for Disease and Prevention uh, uh, as one of its customers. There are yeah, many CDC. other government uh, customers. Uh, so it's a lot of organization and uh, typically the the governments. Uh, the experts say that this is an attack on the U.S. state, and I think that Russia has been the one of the allegations accused. that Russia is, uh, is one of the uh, accused. But uh, Trump, I think, uh, tweeted saying that it, nobody wants to take the name China. Whether it came from Russia or China, that's not really uh, the issue. The issue is that you are vulnerable. Correct. You, know? you are extremely vulnerable, and your data is vulnerable. And, you know, and this is, this is going to lead to an enormous amount of financial loss to you. Yeah, there you have it. I mean, it's... it's, it's yeah, you know, these are the figures, you know, that uh, it's an over dollar one trillion drag on the global yeah, economy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, looking at these numbers, I said, wow. And these are like uh, by CSIS and McAfee, and it has just been released this month. Okay. So, and Pretty interestingly, interesting. India is the third attack, third largest uh, cyber attack prone country in the world. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know? yes, yes. And the best part is we, uh, you know, we seem to have a very blase attitude towards it. Uh, the good thing is that the government, I think, a few months ago came with this very uh, clear, uh, you know, uh, notifications in terms of, you know, for TSPs as to who they can buy from, trusted provider, and so on and so forth. But I think cybercrime goes much beyond that. I mean, I don't think the, the, the equipment is really the big issue there. No, in fact, actually, interestingly, even during Stuxnet, uh, if you remember the Stuxnet yeah. uh, virus, okay, now that was just inserted in a thumb drive, and that was not a network world. Today, you have IoT devices, billions Absolutely. of IoT devices. You have uh, artificial intelligence, which is going to make great havoc. AI and IoT is a very formidable force. These tools in a network world, I mean, 
thumb drive will look like a absolutely like you know some kind of an apology for the virus. I can I can always I I can even now just imagine uh, the next uh, James Cameron movie. You know your water cooler is attacking you. You know because when you have IoT, you know it's so rampant. The amount of data that is going to get transferred within your home. and each equipment is going to be vulnerable to cyber attack and yeah, that is what we need to be you know kind of uh, worried about yeah, I but i remember i think 2018 or thereabouts there was a cyber attack on cosmos bank in india you know oh, yes. and at that time almost about 100 crores was uh, you know they had a loss interestingly out of that only 15% or 15 crores was you know hacking into the swift network the balance was essentially hacking into the atm machines and siphoning of the money yes. and this happened quite some time ago right uh, so companies have kind of tried to you know gear up their systems but you know we just have to remember that the hacker is one step ahead of us all the time always always and if you remember because you have been on the shop floors of coimbatore and all these places so you know exactly how plcs work now exactly. if you remember the stacknet virus was actually altering the program of the plc plc and yep. you know so basically it was destroying industrial equipment and of course it did uh, impact the uh, nuclear plant uh, which i think russia till date we have no idea whether it was the us or not because russia has really no no country will come out in the open admit. and say yeah yeah, yeah. will ever admit it yeah. never but you know for that i have some interesting uh, facts if for those who say that there is no cyber war out here these are mm-hmm. i'm going to put out some numbers by the csis now mm-hmm. they have been tracking they have documented hundreds of cases for the last 15 years like since 2006 so mm-hmm. yeah if you look at these examples uh, november the mm-hmm. uh, us cyber command and nsa launched cyber operations against iran uh, hamas uh, allegedly used a secret headquarters in turkey to launch cyber attacks on counter intelligence on israel suspected chinese government hackers conducted a cyber espionage from 2018 to 2020 targeting government organizations in southeast asia they are not mentioning any names we all know the names uh, then you look at the other ones now this december this is the one we we, we started the conversation yeah. with uh, on solar winds look at what microsoft uh, president brad smith says he said this is not espionage as usual even in the digital age instead it represents an act of recklessness that created a serious technological vulnerability for the us and the world that's saying a lot absolutely and how did he come to this conclusion is simply because microsoft provides the uh, defender so yeah. all those guys who came on to the defender software they were tracked and that's how they came to the conclusion so it's a very very interesting thing and this is what basically what we are talking about how ai can actually uh, do the stuff because billions of devices are going to be connected as you said your water cooler can attack you that's how to put it i know uh, we will be criticizing that the media always sensationalizes things but that's not true there are no standards in the iot devices as of now exactly. it's always a lack of standardization even in data 
lack of standardization even in iot devices lack of de uh, standardization in many many areas from the ecosystem point of view so there are those uh, we have a serious kind of uh, case out here and i think governments need to get their acts together absolutely see one is passing the law the second is enforcing it now whether it's stuxnet or subsequently what gets the you know the visibility and the oxygen of publicity is the fact that the attacks took place i think what we also need is some kind of uh, you know narrative from the government to say that you know this is what happened and this is what we have done and we have prosecuted now i have not seen too many instances of these guys actually being caught i'm sure many of them are getting caught but you know we should probably publicize that and say you know you do this you're getting caught and this should be treated as a white collar crime yeah i think the problem out here is that many companies don't uh, register complaint because of the uh, brand reputation uh, brand reputation you know the the hit uh, that they take on the uh, reputation to the brand which actually should not be the case because i think it should be uh, it's a very valid point because i've been talking to quite a few of these banks and uh, especially banks the dfsi sector is very very sensitive to cyber absolutely so it's i think there's so many cases but they just it's a hush hush affair and if any uh, 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 media outlet does publicize it or gets hold of what exactly is happening over there they'll try to say okay fine we have recovered the money and everything is solved thanky dory but at no given point in time do they that say that's not a solution do that's not that exactly the that's point that's not a solution what are you doing for both the systems exactly and i think i think uh, just to, just as you have an sfio the serious for investigation office i'm sure i think there is a cyber crime cell which oh, yes, is there yes. in every city right and i think they have to become empowered they have to become empowered to proactively go and investigate right you know it is it is because it's a it's a crime it is a crime it's not a tort it's not something that is happening in one individual okay it's a crime which means that you are doing it against public right and you have to you know take proactive recognition of it see companies will i mean companies will try and you know guard their brand and brush it under the carpet and you know think that okay never happened or we will got the money but the fact is that if they attack you today they could attack somebody else tomorrow in this particular context i think the big companies clearly have it cells they have been taking a lot of care big banks for that matter of fact also take care it's not that there aren't any cyber crime people Absolutely. the bigger you are you sort of you attract more attention and hackers also pride themselves in breaching your security so that security breaches are bound to happen but you will have defense uh, you know your it will at least you'll at least be prepared which most companies aren't Aren't exactly. Yeah, they are not and ready. The, so, what is interesting, perhaps, uh, is uh, you know what governments are doing now. For instance, you have uh, uh, CSIS, you have a, a NATO's uh, department doing a lot of stuff, and they have got a program called Lock Shields. So they have a blue team, they have a red team. So you have the red, the member states are the blue team. They comprise the blue team. you have the red teams that actually create a simulated attack with virtualized servers thousands of virtualized servers they have done it even they did it even last year uh, france emerged as a winner so the team from france mm -hmm. so there is a very interesting thing where the uh, yeah i think i think that's what i'm saying 
and a blue team, team attack, blue team defense. Yeah, it's just a classic gaming, you know, gamification classic, of the whole thing. Yeah. So a lot of I things think, need to happen. Israel does a lot of stuff. Israel, okay. I, I, Israel, they are, yeah. they are, they are. So I would be interested really to know what we are doing in India, because you know clearly uh, there is a lot of activity that is happening. There's a lot of uh, you know conversations I hear from the government side. Okay, but uh, I'm not sure whether the Indian corporate sector, you know, is fully aware of the degree of vulnerability that they are in. Oh, you I know? think they're fully aware. It's not that they're not aware. It's that they don't. And even if they're doing something about it, they do it in a hush hush fashion. As I said, for them, the brand reputation really takes precedence over more of the things. Because I've spoken to countless of these guys. Time and again, this has been a common refrain among them that, you know, it hurts our reputation. So everything is hush hush. Even if they have solved something, they are not going to publicize it. Very, extremely difficult to get any data. What we I should think that's, do, I think, that's a problem, isn't it? I mean, if, if the companies don't admit to having been hacked, there are no lessons are to be learned. Exactly, exactly, and that's why I said that the crime, the cyber crime cell in states and cities must be empowered to take suomoto, you know, uh, cognizance and actually do an investigation. Now, no, never but, mind if your money has come back. No, but it doesn't happen. So here, typically, a big one of the big four consultancy firms will be called in, and everything will be solved, you know. And then they'll try to put up a whole defense infrastructure again and say, okay, fine, we have arrested, uh, uh, you know, all, uh, or we have taken enough precautions so that these kind of breaches will not happen in the future. And that's all that is going to be. Happen. I guess that is I if guess the breach that's... has come into the open. Yeah. No, but probably I, what we do is in the uh, in the uh, upcoming episode when we talk about this, we'll have some security experts on to this. So yeah, that I think we can also right, shed yeah. some light. Yeah, uh, we 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 will be do, uh, doing that also. And uh, anything else that uh, uh, before we conclude, uh, any other trends that you've been seeing this week that probably has escaped? Uh, uh, no, I think I think I think the issue or there was also this major discussion going on on private cloud, public cloud, hybrid cloud. And, you know, I got a call yesterday saying that given all the cyber attacks, do you think I really should be in a public cloud? You know, so my answer was, you're safer in a public cloud, you know, because at least those guys know what to do. Because in, within your company, your CIO is the only guy you can talk to. And he's dependent on the brands, right? At least with a large cloud service provider like the AWS or the Google or you know any of these guys, they will have a far too many companies to worry about. So their protocols will be much more stricter. <coughs> Excuse me. So he said, no, that's going against the narrative because my data is safe inside my my own premises. I said, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, oh, hybrid cloud. I mean, you have I, the hybrid clouds. I mean, hybrid clouds see, seem to be the way to go because. We have been talking yeah. about edge computing. We have been talking about the similar kind of thing. So I, I think it's safer. I mean, that's a balanced kind of act where you say, okay, fine, a hybrid cloud is probably the safe way to do I, I, you know, because bulk of the security breaches happen through the employees. Yeah, that's you know? true. You know, whether by- Always be that, inadvertently or, or, or deliberately. Right? So I said, what are you going to do? I mean, if you're an employee, is going to breach, 
right? Then how many protocols are you going to set in, within your own company, right? And I think that is where it's it's stumping people. But I guess, uh, like you said, hybrid could be a solution. Uh, you know, uh, some kind of it's 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 a, it's going to halfway house between in prem and uh, completely uh, yeah. public. So let's so see that's how that trends. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, let's see how the trends pan out uh, next week. I'm sure we'll have as interesting topics as we have had yeah. over the last uh, few weeks because uh, either the regulators are going to keep us busy <laughs> or yeah, I mean, these kind of breaches are going to keep us busy. Regulators are going to keep us, keep make our life interesting. Anyway, on this good note, uh, you have a nice weekend and uh, uh, see you and next you week. You too. Yep, let's do that. All right. Take care, stay Bye. safe, and viewers, friends, please stay safe. All right. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for new episodes every week. And for daily enterprise tech news and views, visit cxotoday.com.